Forget about old acquaintance Instead we honor flagrance This night is so cliched We mix stale traditions With random premonitions A futile charade Forget about justice Forget about wars Forget about future The government ignores Fuck your resolution Fuck your annual Fuck your optimism It just sounds so banal It just sounds so banal We're gonna make a New Year's revolution A New Year's revolution A New Year's revolution A New Year's revolution Next year is gonna be bad The next one even worse called pessimism It's just the truth that hurts Let's all sing together Songs about change Songs of upheaval Notes in my range Can we motivate? Can we incite? Can we make a difference With lyrics so so trite With lyrics so so trite We're gonna make a New Year's revolution A New Year's revolution That song is called New Year's Revolution from NoFX, released 10 years ago in 2013 on their little single, Xmas Has Been X'd, and the other part of that single was played on the last podcast, so if you want to hear it, go back and listen to that. And essentially, that's just really addressing all the bullshit that we have to deal with in this life, um... One of the topmost of those being people's resolutions, which are usually dead by at least the third week of January. But on top of that is just everything else that's going on in the world. And, um, you know, really try and make it the best you can. Try to improve every day. Try to make yourself better every day by being kind, by being generous, by helping others. But don't make it about a big attention-seeking thing on the 1st of January or the 2nd of January. And don't make our lives miserable when we return to work with a hangover on the 2nd or the 3rd. And you're all excited and looking forward to a prosperous new year and making everything great and getting ahead and getting to the top and getting rich and becoming a boss. And just really making our lives miserable because you want to have a meeting every five minutes and you're chasing everything. 
especially when you're not a boss, especially when you're not a manager, you're not a senior manager, you're not a director, you're just a regular member of staff and you're chasing all your colleagues for things all the time because you somehow think that that's going to give you the upper hand and help you to climb the corporate ladder and become rich. To what end? To what means, my friends? But what I will do is I will play you a song by a good friend of mine, Miss Jenny Lebeau, up in Oklahoma. And uh, this song is called New Year's Resolution. And this is a good resolution. I made a promise to myself not to see you again. something that uh, was introduced to me by my German friend Tobias, his brother Andy, and I had never before heard of a genre of music called sadcore. 
until he played me this and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry but I think it's and maybe I'm wrong and feel free to reach out to me if I am wrong I think this is probably the only album in existence of the genre sadcore and the artist is actually called The New Year and that is why I wanted to play you one of their songs and this delightful little ditty is called The Ends Not Near from their 2004 album The End Is Near. Saints who don't want to be found 
I know, I know. I, I don't know how I'm going to lift your fragile spirits after that one. But I think I may have the remedy, you know. Uh, digging deep into the archives, we can um, look back to 1972. Even I wasn't born then. But in 1972 came a song that has been used many times since then and is sure to get you dancing, sure to lift your spirits. And it's a song by none other than Curtis Mayfield. And the song is called Superfly.
I'm sure that had you dancing a little bit, but you know, let's take it back to the good old punk rock. And I really want to play something now that had me initially changing in the realm of punk rock. You know, I'd been listening to a lot of crass, I'd been listening to a lot of conflict, and all the British bands that kind of had that doof dish doof dish doof dish doof dish beat. And they were all very political. And then, of course, the American bands came along and they were political too, but they just seemed to do it with a little bit more humour, a little bit more panache. The music was maybe a little bit more metallic. And um, I got hold of this vinyl from a band called The Dead Kennedys. And, you know, people were getting really tired of People like Ronald Reagan, who just wouldn't go away, and Margaret Thatcher across the ocean, who was just ruining everything and wouldn't go away. And so, imagine, you're on the stage, or in front of the stage, in San Francisco, California, and there's this slow build-up, and then all of a sudden this outrageous punk song breaks out, And people are diving off the stage and moshing and unleashing their fury against the government and everything that is wrong with society. Wonderful, A Child and His Lawnmower by Dead Kennedys from their 1987 very American titled album Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death. And speaking of lawnmowers and speaking of death, I used to go to a nightclub called Alcatraz back in the 90s. And I think it was through that nightclub that I discovered a very humorous band and a very humorous song. It was at a time when a band, when the band called Megadeth was very popular. And then along came the British band Lawnmower Death. And Lawnmower Death decided to take all of these elements and make them into something that was somewhat humorous in 1991. And uh, they came out with an album called Ooh Crikey, It's Lawnmower Death. Ooh Crikey, which is very British. And they had a song that we used to mosh to at Club Alcatraz. R.I.P. Club Alcatraz. But we would mosh in this little 20, 30 minute window where they would play so-called metal and um, the, the, the club was actually very famous at the time and 
I met Napalm Death there, had a couple of evenings, spent some time there with Napalm Death and had a conversation with Mitch Harris, the guitarist from Napalm Death, who asked me which clubs were good good, good to go to. And I, I said, well, the, there aren't too many metal clubs around. And he said, oh, I don't give a shit about metal. I want to go to a club where I can dance or just listen to some good music which was quite eye-opening to me because we were doing the same thing. You know, we, we were hanging out at those clubs and it was very rare to hear metal, but really we wanted to hear something that was hip-hop or dance and we would usually go to some kind of rave party afterwards. But anyway, I digress. I want to play to you a song called The Seventh Church of the Apocalyptic Lawnmower by Lawnmower Death. visited the church of the apocalyptic lawnmower I would like to maintain this metal theme and in the last episode I promised death metal that you could dance to and then I never actually played it because of the mood changed you know sometimes with this podcast I set out with some notes I set out with a song list But I often throw it out of the window because depending on how the mood takes me, the songs take me, um, I'll just play whatever I want, whenever I want. And uh, that was what happened in the last episode. 
And that's basically what happened in this episode as well. And uh, as you can tell, I'm being very loquacious too. But without further ado, I would like to play you a song, one of my favourites from one of my favourite bands. A 2005 album, Those Once Loyal, by the band Bolt Thrower. And the song is called Granite Wall. Depending on where you come from in the world, that could be Granite Wall. So get dancing.
to shake your hips and move your feet and dance to the sound of the bolt thrower beat and on this metal kick tonight as we sit here and we sip a little bit of French red wine Pinot Noir um, I'd like to take another little trip down memory lane and back in the late 80s when we were looking for the heaviest band that we could possibly find and we were just going through heavier and heavier bands from Metallica to Slayer to Sodom to Sepultura to Napalm Death. My my Scottish friend William McFarlane, Billy, invited us over to his house and he said, I've got something for you guys to listen to, but I don't even want to talk about it until you hear it. You have to hear it to believe it. And so we all went over to Bill's house and we took, you know, we took our uh, notepads and our little instruments that we had made ourselves, thinking that we would make some music. And we knew that we'd probably end up watching some horror movie like The Nice, The, the Evil Dead, uh, something like that. And so we piled into his bedroom and we sat back in the darkness, awaiting the next level of heaviness. And Bill unleashed something to us that actually made us question, is there something wrong with your stereo, Bill? I think your speakers are broken. This can't be real. This can't be true. And uh, what he had found is, in fact, the 1989 album Symphonies of Sickness by a band called Carcass. And I'd like to play you a song from that album called Psychopathologist. Carcass were criticised heavily for their sound and they were accused of not knowing how to play their instruments and so on and so forth and thus came the evolution of Carcass to the band that we know today which 
is almost like a death metal version of Iron Maiden, if you like. They are an extremely talented bunch of individuals. And uh, I did laugh once because I remember the, the vocalist, Jeff Walker, referred to them as the real Fab Four. Because Carcass are from Liverpool, and of course, as you may well know, the Beatles are from Liverpool, and the Beatles are referred to as the Fab Four. And Jeff Walker, of course, said, we are the real Fab Four. Which I suppose is akin to John Lennon saying, we are bigger than Jesus Christ. And anyway, next, I'd like to enlighten you further by letting you know something that you heretofore probably do not know. That Joe Strummer, the great Joe Strummer, was actually in a band before The Clash. And that band was called the 101ers, or the 101ers. It was so long ago and well before my time that I have no idea. But with the popularity that came about of The Clash, and um, and then of course with Joe Strummer passing away in the year 2000, the recording and the, some of the live sessions as well as uh, studio recording came to life of the 101ers called the Elgin Street Break, the, the Elgin Avenue Breakdown. And uh, I'd like to play you one of the tracks from that album, and it's a track called Sweet Revenge. Around, believe it, but she won't bring. 
Darth Vader soundtrack there after that track from the 101ers is from a social community that we started in Madrid, the Yuhu Thursday community. And uh, every week we used to write an email just to invite people along and write some funny stuff and give them some funny facts. And in fact, that is still continued today. We started that in 2013, 10 years ago. So exactly 10 years ago, around about now. And it is still continued today by a Northern Irish friend of mine who is still in Madrid, Matthew, Matty Baby. And uh, he still hits them every Thursday with the fun facts. But what we used to do Within the mail, we would embed a little personally recorded message with the famous Yuhu that was chanted by JC, president of the Yuhu community. And uh, that was one of them that I found tonight and decided to share it with you. And in fact, I will go ahead and play just one little more remembrance of the past and the Yuhu community for you. Yoo-hoo. Anyway, after that little bit of light comedy, we'd like to take it to a darker level. Beautiful song and a band that meant a lot to me when I was um, involved in the skateboard scene and I was hanging around with a lot of skateboarders and I was in a band that was playing and performing in a a skateboard warehouse and um, we were kind of developing and along in 2001 uh, came a band called Zero Down and uh, we thought this was the next great band but unfortunately they released this one album in 2001 and the lead singer Cherry unfortunately passed away in 2002, one year later, Jim Cherry. He had a uh, lifelong heart condition and uh, tragically passed away in 2002. So of course, this was the album's first and only, the the band's first and only album. Um, But it really was a great album. And I would like to play one of the songs from the album and it's called Going Nowhere. And the album is called With a Lifetime to Pay. Another man with the 
the wonderful Zero Down and I recommend that you go over to iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you use and download that full album, purchase it, uh, Lifetime to Pay by Zero Down, a great album, really old school 90s skateboard punk rock, great melodies, high speed punk rock, interesting lyrics worth a listen and uh you know unfortunately jim cherry passed away after that and we never had any more so really go ahead and obtain that album and give it a listen and uh with that in mind i'd like to play something that is a real classic in terms of punk rock music and that is the album group sex by the circle jerks released in 1980 and uh, Greg Hetson on guitar from that band, of course, who I met and who who was for many, many years a member of Bad Religion, is no longer with them now and, in fact, is playing again with Circle Jerks. And I have seen them once or twice uh, in recent years on their, I suppose you could call them reunion tours, uh, once in the UK, once in Las Vegas. And this is a song about a problem that many people in the world have, many people who just take everything too seriously and can't relax, and can't get off our backs. And this is a song called World Up My Ass. Got the world up my ass and I'm gonna jump fast. Be the first, we'll be the last. I've got the world up my ass. Got the world up my ass. 
wasn't that marvellous? Some classic old punk rock from the Circle Jerks whirled up my ass. Anyway, I've been dragging on a little bit and I'm sure that many of you are getting tired and bored of the extremities. I'd like to, though, play you a little song about dying and England being my home. I've had many homes, but... I've always thought of England as my true home, my place of birth, and um, where there's always a calling of some sort. And yes, I love South Africa too. Yes, I love Spain too. And yes, I love the USA and it's now my home. But um, ultimately, an island is my home. History runs down our rivers, down our rivers to the sea. Reminds us of the things that matter, home and hearth and history. And all our sins will be forgiven, washed away to set us free. By the rivers that run through our homesteads, by myth and Melody. I trace these rivers from the cities to the seas to remind me what I already know. I trace the shoreline through a thousand estuaries to remind me an island is my home, an island is my home. Travelled far across this country Northumberland to Southern Downs I wandered up the rolling Humber And down the Thames to London Town And countless lives were lived and lingered In the Cotswolds and the Fells And left a tapestry called England Life and those who lived it well I trace these rivers from the cities to the seas To remind me what I already know I trace the shoreline through a thousand estuaries To remind me an island is my home An island is my home A little closer, a little closer to the ground. It's hard for someone to get lost here, harder still to get found. And though I've seen a thousand rivers from the Mississippi to the Rhine, the 
only place that I'll lay my hat down is by an English riverside. I trace these rivers from the cities to the seas to remind me what I already know. I trace the shoreline through a thousand estuaries to remind me an island is my home. And that Ode to England is a song called Rivers from Frank Turner's England Keep My Bones from 2011. And if you've stuck with me this long, um, I promise to put you out of your misery, but I will play one more song that may deepen the misery before it ends. And uh, as we've already had a couple of English grindcore godfathers, masters in the way of carcass and bolt thrower in this album, in this session, should I say. Um, I'd like to add one by Napalm Death. And the song name is actually quite relevant for what I nearly did during the time, because I was a big fan of Napalm Death from the end of the 80s through the early 90s. And then they released this album in 1994, Fear, Emptiness and Despair, and I heard it and I thought, what has happened to Napalm Death? They've lost their edge, they've lost their speed, they've lost their aggression. And in fact, didn't listen to this album for probably another 20 years. Maybe even longer than that. I would, I would say probably 20, 25 years. And then I thought, you know, let me give this another listen. Uh, I purchased the album, listened to it, and now it is one of my favourite Napalm Death albums. And... When you hear this song, you'll, you'll find it ironic that I said that there's no high speed uh, music on there because this one is extremely high speed. And this is the final track from the album and it's called Throw Away. <laughs> Oh, 
Isn't that absolutely magnificent? And mainly because the shackles, the shackles are off, as he says in the song. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Thank you for surviving this long and listening this long. And uh, I hope that you will stick around for future episodes. Take care and I wish you a very happy new year.